0: So, Matt Ray. Yes. Have you, have you met Yahoo Serious yet?
1: <laughs> well, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so, we actually went to uh, we went to the Madame Tussauds uh, Wax Museum last weekend.
0: Oh, I saw those pictures. It reminded me of a uh, of a line from an Art Brute song that the French are much more laid back about their art museums. Yeah. And, and which is to say, like it looked like your 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 kids were like sitting in Marilyn Monroe's lap, you know, <laughs> you know helping George George Washington eat a sandwich. They yeah, threw really that right in there.
1: It was it was it was much more fun than I thought. Um, you know, they they had yeah, uh, uh, you know, they've got the wax figures, but you can just get up next to them and pose with them and there's no, you know, restrictions on, on much of anything. And so, you know, my, uh, my daughter decided she had to pose with every single one of them. (laughs) So there we took like, they're like 70 wax statues. The funny thing is there were a a fair amount of Australian stuff in there that we had no idea who these people were. (laughs) So there were, and, and then afterwards, I remarked to my wife, you know, we went through the, the little music section and there were people we didn't know who they were. And I was like, there was no men at work there. And she's like, well, uh, dc and then I was like, where was Yahoo serious? <laughs> uh, no ACDC. Come no on. ACDC. I mean, you know, they had a bunch of other people. We didn't know who they were, but
0: everybody- Did they have that like, uh, like eight months in a leaky boat guy, or is that a New Zealand person? I get it
1: mixed up. Well, they had Keith Urban, and I think he's New Zealand. What?
0: Is he a cowboy hat guy? Is, uh-huh. is he the one who has his own island somewhere and like wears like, a uh, white button-down shirt that's always like a few buttons? A uh, high the, the,
1: button? That's Larry Ellison.
0: Oh, that's Larry. <laughs> 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 Grammy-winning Larry Ellison. <laughs> you know, if he could buy one, he probably would. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true so give us give us a report how's it going so far in australia I and mean, we now we got two things you've got you're living in australia with your family yep. that's something that's and then true. also you're you're managing the field engineers right? <laughs> i am the field engineer <laughs> oh yeah so so technically the answer is yes we're field engineers is a set of one yes <laughs> so, um, uh, and what yeah. a what an asshole they are
1: <laughs> <laughs> old man right busting my hump um <laughs> Yeah, the uh, so so uh, my new title is uh, manager and solutions architect for APAC, oh. um, and I have a, a coworker and he is the uh, director of of sales APAC, um, and so uh, you know the two of us are building up a, a community network and a partner network of because uh, you know, we can't really we can sell, but then there's going to be like, who's going to install this stuff? Who's going to train us? Who's going to do the services? And right. so we're leveraging local partners for that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm you know, working with a couple of partners that, uh, you know, we have good feelings about and vetting new ones. And uh, we have some, you know, training uh, that I that onboard them. And then, you know, he's, you know, shaking the trees to, to get, you know, the good leads and uh get the koalas. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> the drop bears. Um and then uh yeah, we uh spend about half my time you know talking on, on uh catching up with the existing customers, you know, making sure that's all working out and talking to new ones and going to exciting places like Melbourne and Brisbane and
0: uh, now are you only selling in Australia or are you going up to like China or we in, like, are um yeah, Monaco no, oh, that's well, in Europe. <laughs> what, what, not, it's not Monaco. What's what's the little island place where James Bond like, uses a... Uh, um, not Monte Cristo. That's a sandwich. Mm, uh, um, uh, they do gambling there.
1: Macau. Macau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't made it to Macau yet. Um, we have a little bit of business in uh, Malaysia. I've been working on uh, some stuff mm. in Singapore. Couple. Uh, you know, we, we we you know, Chef already had a bunch of customers on this side of the planet, and so we're introducing ourselves to them. And, and you know, we've got a bunch in Japan, uh, still trying to sort out. You know, who's going to go up there or you know across over there, uh, as the case may be. But uh, you know, that's that's what we're doing. And uh, you know, getting myself invited to all the meetups, and uh, it's it's exciting. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. But, you sound really excited. I can see it. I can see the passion.
2: at six AM uh Australian time. It's good. I like it. this is a very <laughs> subdued Matt Ray. I like it.
1: Well uh, so because of the time zone difference, uh, as you guys might be aware, yeah. uh it's hard to schedule stuff. So I've become a, a early morning person. Yeah. Um so my work day usually starts about six and you know, have a couple of I have, you know, six thirty calls with uh you know West Coast or East Coast as the case may be and um Working with with Europe is like just not not possible. But uh, yeah, I've had early early morning calls, and I have had a couple of late evening calls as well. So
2: it feels like the first Matt Ray t- tip: when working from Asia Pacific, be prepared to be an early morning person. Definitely. Because uh, like, we, we here in the U.S. do not modify our schedules for no, Asia Pacific. No, you don't. I think <laughs> pretty much, yeah, no, we, we're not available. Uh, but, uh, you just need to come to us. I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah. yeah, we we don't even do that within the uh, our own borders. We're just like, wait, what's what's an eastern time zone? Wait, I don't understand. Pacific? What does that mean? Is that, is that five hours away? Yep, exactly. So uh, the, the Californians are the worst. You schedule a meeting with them, and they're like, let's do it at 3. And you're like, okay. And then like, and then like, you know, it's three, their time instead of three year time. And it's just like they, New Yorkers, they seem to be a little bit more on the ball. But if you're over there in California, you just like time zones, not interested.
1: Yeah. Well, so much of the uh, uh, scheduling power, if you will, is on the West coast. Mm. And so they get to tell the East coast people like, yeah, you guys can show up for work at 9am. We show up at, you know, noon. And uh, so you know, and we're going to schedule meetings at six thirty p.m. your time. (laughs) You remember back when we were at BMC?
0: There was there was in the later part of when I was there, there was some senior technical person who lived in Australia, and I remember the the funny thing was always like he would be on some status meeting uh, with us at some point, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my workday's almost done, so I'm going to go surf," and he was just like. Like living really close to the beach, and he would just, you know, kind of wrap up and uh, do some, some metaphoric coding on the beach and then and then go hit the
1: waves. Yeah, th- there's no metaphoric. You, you leave the laptop at home and you go to the beach. Um, yeah. <laughs> sand gets into everything. But, uh, yeah, so I'm living about uh, a 15-minute walk from the ocean beach from that famous Manly Beach, which is, you know, a big uh, surfing spot. Uh, also, about a you know 10, 15 minute walk from the harbor beach, uh, and there's some harbor pools. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of ocean surfing stuff and swimming, and you know, it's uh, pretty nice. All right. Well,
0: well, let's wrap up the Australia part. Maybe we'll have a continuing series. But I, well, I, it's I gonna would be like continuing. <laughs> I I would I would, li- I would like to suggest uh, our continuing topic uh, would be so. Tell me one thing. That is uh, that they do over there that they don't do over here or that they do different something that's a little seems weird and incongruous like
1: you know um, I got I, I got I one well. yeah uh, travel stuff you guys like travel right love okay. it I flew to Melbourne yesterday never showed my ID to anybody
2: how's that possible I don't <laughs> understand
1: that like like you just like as you just walk through and you just. <laughs> I just walked through security like I, you know, it was a day trip. So I had my backpack, you know, put it through the metal detector and walked through and walked to my gate and showed them my printed at home pass and they let me on the plane. And then when I came home, you know, there, there wasn't even like it was, it was late in the evening. I walked through the security, walked to the gate, showed my paper pass. And, and the thing was I'd forgotten my passport and all I had was my Texas driver's license. And I'm like, I'm screwed. And then what, that me, doesn't work everywhere. What? <laughs> yeah. And then they let me on the plane, and then I was like, "Oh, well, now I'm screwed because I'm gonna be stuck in Melbourne." <laughs> and it could, but nobody ever asked my ID, and I was, you know, freaking out a little. And the Australians were like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, nobody ever asked for your ID here. You know, that's
2: it, awesome. That's great. I yeah. like that.
1: And then, you know, and I mentioned it at lunch, uh, and another guy was like, in "New Zealand, they don't even have metal detectors." <laughs> Maybe he was making fun of New Zealand. I don't know. That I think that would be in favor of New Zealand. That yeah. would be that's a very uh I mean, this I this know. was domestic. Uh yeah, you know, I wasn't, you know, traveling internationally and I don't know. It uh it worked out that's hard. so nice. Laid yeah. back. It's it's like, super laid back. every everything's laid back. So um you know, the schools you know, they're like, Oh, we start at nine twenty and then What? You nine know, twenty. <laughs> oh yeah, the school day short. It's like nine nine twenty to three twenty, and wow, that yeah, it's short, um, short school, and and, and uh, yeah, this is going to be an ongoing series because there's a lot of stuff right. to unpack about like the schools are you know pretty laid back, um, the you know, work uh, is is pretty laid back. I mean, people just like yep, uh, surf was good today. I'm knocking off at three. You know, it's not like oh, I think I got. <laughs> a cold, you know, or, oh, I got a migraine, I got to go home. It's like, no, I'm going to the beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm allergic to the office.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, just Friday around noon, it's like ghost town, you know, and huh. and and I, so Christmas break is uh, about December 20th, you know, school gets out and, I'm, you know, come back to the U.S. and I was like, oh, you know, when do we start back up? You know, I can't find it on the calendar. Like when in January school starts back up? I'm like March first. <laughs> wow! It's eight weeks off for for Christmas break because it's the summer, right? It's their summer break. I see. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I I have to figure out what I'm gonna do with my kids. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just stick them on a slow boat back to Australia.
1: Oh, uh, that's something. Um, maybe they'll show up with the rest of our stuff.
0: Well, speaking of travel, this is not my traditional background. I am I am in lovely Las Vegas. at mm. the Aria. The, uh, the for the for Black Hat? Long-time listeners will know for the – I'm sure that it's in their calendar for the Spring One Platform Conference, where, where you can no longer get $300 off by using the code Pivotal Cote 300. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to. But it is, uh, you know, I was just here in Las Vegas last week, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm now, uh, I've been here twice, and I'm going to leave today. It's great. But the one thing <clears throat> I wanted to mention is, you know, I think maybe for the demographic of, of a lot of this, this, uh, this podcast, I think a lot of us are old enough now, as I relearned today, that you should just not eat at a casino buffet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it like, it seems like a good idea. There's a lot of variety, but it's just like, you're just going to feel sick. Yeah, yeah. So, go to one of those places that, that has the excruciatingly small portions, of the sort of tasting menus, and you'll probably you'll probably do better with you. Are you your, still eating that crab uh, breakfast thing, Kote? The crab breakfast thing. I hope so. <laughs> what is that? I
2: thought it was. I thought you were the one. I thought there was some like fancy, oh, yeah, like yeah.
0: Uh, you know. I, I hope that was going to be in this hotel. The uh, eggs Benedict with lobster.
2: Oh, lobster, crab, whatever. It's all the same because because
0: <laughs> they, they have a Jean Philippe. A uh, little chain here, but it's not a big chunky, as they have at Caesars, where they they serve that. So all they have is uh, you say crepes. Is that right? Crepes, Crepes, I don't know. All they have is crepes. That's that's what they serve here. But yeah, just 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 avoid the buffet. Don't eat at that. It's not oh. a good idea.
1: I mean, you're there on an expense account. You can eat something good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I've been here for like four days. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've been eating plenty of stuff, plenty of things. I had, I had something last night that was described as a, a split pea soup and it was served to you in in a very small bowl and they bring it out and it's just like, like four or five peas in a bowl with some onions and you look at it and you're like, Oh, I'm in a, I'm in a tasting menu situation. But then thankfully this guy comes with like a teapot and he pours this green liquid into it, which is like beyond split. It's like liquefied and it was pretty good actually. I liked it but it was a little a little strange.
1: All right then. Yes.
0: Yes. Well, speaking of strange, it looks like it looks like private equity is soon going to own us all in the tech world. Okay. I don't I don't know I don't know if you guys over there at Chef have been visiting with just PE firms, you know, just to get bought out, but it seems like that's what you do nowadays. Like you got you got uh you got HP or I'm sorry, HPE they, uh there's some rumors that they're being bought out. And I just saw on the wire, as it were. Ooh, uh, breaking news. Yeah, I've got a little glass bowl over there with some tape falling out of it. I, I have Marjorie, you know, clean that up every now and then. But anyways, uh, it, it looks like it looks like Rackspace is, is maybe going to be bought by someone. They halted trading
1: for,
0: for a PE investment.
1: Maybe they'll get bought by HP and then they'll get bought by somebody else and it'll be like the fish eating the other fish. A mega conglomerate.
0: And then, and then, of course, you know, there's, there's a situation I know nothing about, about Dell going private and, and uh, being, and I don't know which fish is fish of, of the goblin, fish merging together in a situation. It just, seems like, it just seems like the way of the world for big companies now. And I was thinking, like, if you look at, like, Oracle and IBM and Microsoft, like, it's, uh, this is a common topic we have, but, like, these big tech companies, they're having to figure out all these ways to survive and stay alive. That's a good rhyme. But uh, remember that Soda 5 Alive? Do they do that anymore?
1: I don't know. They got some- you can
0: find out if they have it over there in the Outback.
1: I was about to say, they got some weird sodas here.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we'll see if, if, if HP goes, uh, goes, goes private.
1: That would be really weird. Yeah. Well, a they, day they, day. They, had, they had a bit of a reorg last week uh, with uh, Bill Hilf. Uh, and, yeah. And, and they backed the private club back into the enterprise software group. So um, OpenStack is always yep. uh, a thing to Shuffling
0: talk about. the executives. Yeah, and I think I think there's strategy person left. Did I read that right? Who's <laughs> the
1: strategy person?
0: I, I was just some register thing I was reading this morning. You know, you can't trust anything you read at the register. <laughs> Especially the opinion pieces? Yeah, those are the worst.
2: Mm. <laughs> I do think uh, on the private equity front, it does seem the only way – to escape the strategy tax, right, of, you know, we have a really profitable business, but our investors, you know, want us to be whatever, cloud, SaaS. We're not sure we can get there. So private equity is the person can come in and kind of like relieve you of that. We're not going to make you well, the, the, say all these crazy things. Because I was having lunch with a private equity person works at it and he said, One of the biggest differences working private equity firms is that they have, in his own words, honest conversations about growth rates, (laughs) what they're doing, and uh, unlike, say, like I'll get on to myself, previous VC startups where you're like, it's always like going to grow like a million percent, and even as the charts are being uh, shown to you, you're like, I don't know, that's really (laughs) true. Wait, what happened to the PowerPoint? (laughs) PowerPoint
1: slides just coming three
0: thousand.
2: Yeah, PowerPoint slides just keep, <laughs> yeah, keep coming at you,
0: and you're like, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of worried. But so, uh, so what were like the growth rates that were normal for them? Did did, you, did your, well? I think they were more like on the
2: order of like six. Or eight. I mean, it depends on uh, the specific right. market, but we're talking like single digit stuff, like six percent, eight percent, and then of course, uh, the favorite phrase uh, acronym of all private equity is uh, what EBITDA right? Earnings for interest, tax, and appreciation. That is the new, that's like the new growth. Like, you know, um, EBITDA is like the new, um, um, monthly active users it's like now, and, and, <laughs> that's is, people is, like start like you start talking private equity they're like our EBITDA is so good like our EBITDA is <laughs> oh my gosh
0: EBITDA is so hot you know and so so that's before, before interest a, tax and amortization
1: yeah it's basically which, means which like basically,
2: the
0: profit is really what
2: it is. Yeah. it's so, so like it, this is
1: the real money Get that it's, EBITDA flywheel going. <laughs> yeah
2: exactly I'm gonna write a book that's the sign of a book EBITDA flywheel I like it
0: yeah, so it's, so it's not, it's not, uh, what, what is it? it? It's sort of like, I mean, cash flow is before profit, but it's sort of like, it's sort of like
1: cash left flow. left over, yeah,
0: <laughs> after but all the. Then, but, but then, but it's before, it's, it's basically before interest. And t- it's, so it takes out like uh, how much it costs you to get that profit. So if you took out a big loan and you're servicing a bunch of loans, you kind of just ignore that. But like you use, you use that, that loan that you're paying interest on Do they divide out like interest and paying back the principal, or is it only interest? Wow, Kotze has just gone down. (laughs) Like like, he just went all M and A on us.
2: Like
1: this is like the the
2: Wikipedia even. uh, Just tell listeners you can like. There's all these articles on it. It just basically means this is how the cash that uh-huh. the private equity people really care about. The other right, stuff, right. I think the other stuff, they can financially engineer around it, so they don't care as much about that stuff, like when you take your purchase right. and yeah. how you get your interest. They don't care. They just want to know that your business throws off a lot of this kind of cash. That's what oh, they yeah. want. Because they know how yeah, to right. get to that. Right, yeah. and, they, and they'll and they take it from there. It. Yeah, You don't need to know. You just give it to the EBITDA accounting <laughs> people, and they make it all work
0: yeah gotcha. got it got it it's, that's how i would like to run my own finances i'll be like now look at this awesome mansion i live in <laughs> never mind every month i have to pay something no big deal <laughs>
1: that's right just forget about that ignore the mortgage payments <laughs> you can. you can you know you can write that off yeah also, it's, all, I, like, yeah, it's all written off
0: i would appreciate if my credit card companies took more of an abita abita view on my my finances and they just be like don't the yeah that's yeah, no, I can see why that. I should look that up because that, that makes sense. And I remember I used to be in meetings and people would always say, is that EBIT or HA?" And and like there was, there was some distinction between the two. But I <laughs> well, did. the
2: other little piece of news I was out with yet another friend at uh, some other random place talking. He's more runs in the finance M&A circles. Not so much that, like what to buy. They He just knows like what the going rates are and what the terms are, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting. And he said like right now, and this is, makes a lot of sense why private equity is so active, is like if you're trying to raise money or you're trying to sell a company, valuations are very, very low for all but like the most spectacular of companies. So everybody other than Uber, I guess, he says basically five times earnings. That's what you're looking at. So Ooh, five times
1: anyone times that Nobody sells wants that. right
2: now is probably not getting – you know, what they once promised their VCs. Right. And so that was and that kind of makes sense. Like that's why I think private equity probably is yeah. the right device to say, we see a lot of undervalued assets, we're gonna buy them all up. And then eventually the stock market will return and we'll probably see a lot of these companies spun out to go public or sold off to other bigger competitors. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean the stock
1: market was so stupid. <laughs> the stock market needs to wise up <laughs> a recurring theme. <laughs> But uh, I mean, that, that five times earnings, I mean, if you've got like a SaaS company. I'm sorry,
2: five times revenue. Did I say earnings? I meant revenue.
1: Yeah. Wait, is that EBIT? Or?
2: Oh, I don't know. Now, uh, yeah. now you guys, gosh, we're going to have a finance guy on this podcast at some point. Uh, bring in Ed. Ed, um, Ed. Get Ed in here and slim do his thing.
1: Um, yeah, but it, that seems to really undervalue like a SaaS company. Because it, it, it would take you definitely more than five years to, you know, to. Run off all of your, you know, flywheel of of recurring revenue. Um. Anyway, what do I know? Well, I think no,
2: but I think your point makes the larger point, right? Is like, yeah, that does seem pretty low. But if you're, if I gave you a billion dollars and I was like, hey, buy undervalued assets because no one else wants them. It would make sense to buy a lot of things at five times revenue and then hold them for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So it makes yeah. perfect sense to me why.
1: <laughs> see, see, I'm all thinking as, guys, a, as a seller. <laughs> I'm like.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're just like you're on the other end, right? If the chef private equity firm were open, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is, let's just, you know come on over, let's you know, get like, in here. Five times revenue is the greatest deal you're ever
0: going to get. You either get this or you get nothing. Yeah. No. Now, listen, we're we're all we're all intelligent, wise people, and now we're global, right? We have a global. Global, head. it's right. We okay. got to get. We, someone needs to send us a billion dollars, and we, we need to get into this buying distressed tech assets. Oh, done. And, I'm in. And, and we'll just, we'll sit on one side of a table, and we'll just have the company come in, and we'll be like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
1: We we're here to right. relieve your strategy
0: burden. Yeah. Like right. now, we're we're gonna we're gonna help you out here, man. Right. So let's figure this out. I know, five, like six, six. Uh, what was it, 6% growth? No problem. That's all we're shooting for.
1: We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take
0: it. First thing, all
1: the fax machines got to go. <laughs> we'll take those out.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I now, I, I do not own a fax machine in Australia, but I own two printers and a scanner. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well,
0: we. If this is a good example. Instead, what we would get you is, we'd get your whole neighborhood a
1: multifunction printer. And then you get rid of all the printers. That, the that's, yes. So, so I bought a printer and then uh, almost immediately I needed a scanner. And so I went to buy a scanner and it was like half the price if I buy a multifunction scanner printer.
2: Oh, never do that. Don't ever buy multifunction. That, never.
0: That was the cheap scanner though.
2: Don't do that.
1: Don't do See, that. This would, this would be
0: a, a, we'd have the all hands meeting and that, this would be one of our power presentations. <laughs> Remember that presentation we got once that was a fried egg on a whiteboard about just worry about what you can control? So we would give a similar presentation. We'd come in there and be like, I'm going to tell you guys a story about printers. <laughs> All right, now you can buy these printers that are multi-purpose. And even notice those don't really work out very well, they're not focused. What you want to do is have a device that just does one thing and you, you just kind of pause and just let them figure out what you're talking about. And you're like, so we're going to do a lot more focusing around here. So yeah. we brought in some, uh, some consultants. we got a bunch of post-it notes and markers. When people break up into teams and start writing down what it is your focus is, and then we'll be done. We're gonna we'll have eight eight percent return a year with this this proprietary method.
2: One that was a fantastic Matthew McConaughey uh, version of uh, motivational speech. Which when we cast this movie, it will be you will be played by Matthew McConaughey because that is exactly how you would do it. It's like a little Wolf of Wall Street, but subdued. And then you could do the you know pound the chest part so i'm I'm,
0: uh,
2: I'm sure it's already been done the focus part about i'm sure someone has given the speech about the focused individual effort of a device in the metaphor it has to be on youtube already and they
0: pull an an iphone out of their pocket yeah they're like this is focus and then you're like yeah but it actually does like a million different things and it's always updating i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yukate would be walked out of the building. Yeah. That guy doesn't have focus, right?
1: right? This episode of Software Defined Talk brought to you by Wild Turkey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: did you see that he McConaughey is like Wild Turkey? He was gonna be just a spokesman. Yeah. But it turns out he's as as he said, idea, is, he's an idea guy. So now he's like behind the camera too. He's like mm, he's got, he's got creative. I'll have to find this article because it's 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 a um
2: is he behind the car commercials that he was doing for a while? Uh, the Lincoln one. He is.
1: Yeah. I know. I've been yeah, driving no, a Lincoln. That's what that article said. He, yeah. He he, like, you, know, agreed to do a bunch of commercials and then started directing some of the commercials and like that's his thing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I like it. So also
0: also in, in crazy news since we were gone, I think our last episode was July first. If uh, someone pointed out to me yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, well let, let me let me say I've been I've been at a few conferences and, and people delightfully come up and say they, they listen to the podcast now I don't always ask them which podcast because that seems like a dick reply to do I just tell them you know thank you and it's nice to hear that but yeah so we it's that's great people come up and, and tell us they listen to stuff but since then uh, Verizon bought Yahoo now, in anticipation of us recording about this a long time ago, I like took a whole bunch of notes which i would forgotten, but uh, I'll have to link to them. But man, what's up with that? What, what's what's the theory you guys have uh, developed around this this thing? Uh, I guess it hasn't closed yet, so anything could happen.
1: But you know, um, my my theory is somebody pulled out a spreadsheet and like if we offered these guys this much. We can milk it for five years, <laughs> mm. and 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 we can get them below their five x earnings, or, you know, whatever, and uh, yeah. make them like bandits. I mean, it's rising acting as PE.
0: That that was some of the implication of. Uh, I'm, I'm opening this up now, but but there, a couple of days afterwards, there was an interview with um, the wonderfully named Armstrong, if I remember, the AOL CEO. Uh, who also just has like a face right out of a comic book. He's a solid-looking dude. Uh, but he—he he was uh, somewhere in there. They were talking about the uh, the amount of revenue that they generated from from AOL. That they'd actually—I um, uh, forget how many years later—but they'd grown the revenue, and so it seems like they know how to take a distressed dot com asset and uh, get suck some revenue out of it, and maybe even grow it. So, so I, I mean, if that's what their plan is, like you're saying,
1: sounds good. I I, I hope they, they, you know, after the acquisition, they take the Yahoo exclamation point and put it at the end of Verizon.
2: (laughs) Nice. Be a nice merger. Well, this is uh, a new uh, um, induction into the uh, Halo Effect Hall of Fame. Uh, Melissa Mayer, she will have a bust in the Hall of Fame of the Halo Effect of, like, genius at Google, idiot at Yahoo, probably neither one was really the case. So that I think is the most fascinating part of it. It was like, Oh, let's write about how she's a genius and what a great hire. This is followed by how she's totally stupid. Um, I don't think I wish that someone would write would be go back in time and just say like, Hey, the Yahoo board had a choice, right? Hire a growth CEO, go shoot for the fences. Basically that's what they got uh, in my mayor and, you know, it didn't work out. Probably no one would have turned it around. Um, and then, you know, but that's what they asked her to do. They could have gone back and either just sold it off of, uh, immediately or hired like a PE type CEO just to get the thing in line. And I think the other thing that's really interesting is like, I don't know if we have like sympathy for, for Mayor because I mean, she is extremely rich and she will she undoubtedly go on to bigger career, bigger things in her career if she chooses. But, you know, the, the IPO, I guess, of Alibaba, right, is really what hurt her, right? Because what I think made them make a move was the fact that that, became so valuable that it was like, oh my God, you can't mess up this investment stake in Yahoo Japan and Alibaba we have got to get you away from this. We're not going to let you spend this money. Which is kind of a funny thing. The success of those investments kind of forced them to like – Yeah, and and that that was
0: like – I always forget – always, like I think about this all the time. But when I've thought about this deal, I forget about that aspect that really – so Verizon is buying, I guess, what they termed core Yahoo, which is Mm -hmm. what most everyone thinks of as Yahoo. But then there's still – I mean they, they, they like the the eye the, that bankers in these deals they always come up with these funny names like they, they in the new coverage they called the what's left over remainco like, <laughs> that's
2: <just laughs> remainco so, remainco is like the super valuable thing don't right it?
0: right and and then so what's left over in yahoo or remainco is the alibaba stake, Yahoo, the yahoo japan stake and um pat the patent portfolio and okay so it's like
1: another it's, billion so,
0: I I I remember when when, when I used to work on deals, you know, when I used to be like a lackey, a PowerPoint lackey for for M&A stuff, like it it was always like the, you know, know there's those like moves that people like to make uh, when they want to seem clever and they have nothing else to say. Like sometimes it's clever, but it was a frequent sort of like gratuitous, clever thing to be like, well, what about a carve out? And, and like, <laughs> but no one would ever like actually, very few people actually do a carve out. But this is like a very, very, uh, it's a carve out. It's like you just take some part of the company out. And, and it is like, but I, that, I, guess, I guess the reason, like it's, it's. Uh, Verizon would not want that other part. But you have to imagine they, you know, when you're, you're an iBanker shopping this around, it's kind of a weird conversation. Like, hey, are you interested in this part? not this other part like which part are you interested
2: in? <laughs> like what do you want you want the whole thing or you want the, just the fries
1: but but, but yeah. there there have been um, uh, you know there have been some carve outs like uh, HP HPEs divested parts of their you know post split yeah. and then EMC and and VMware have been you know, getting things cleaned up for the Dell acquisition and Dell's yeah. Well, I, I mean,
0: I I would, I would, I mean, HP is another weird. It's like a split up, but it's fine to like sell stuff off. Like, it, like if there's one little unit here and there, but but yeah, I, no, you're you're right. Like, there's it's this is just a, a particularly, at least to me, weird. Part about well yeah. it's just
2: unusual because the yahoo we all kind of know like grew up yeah. with right is the thing being sold right which is like we probably all think of as the you know maybe your first one of your first experiences in the internet could have been a yahoo site now
0: yeah. it's, it's I just think, i, think, I think my first cell phone was through a yahoo deal
1: <laughs> there you go
0: yeah yep. yeah and they still have like 220 million yahoo email users it said active so i assume yeah. that's they use it every month it my
1: parents are on Yahoo it <laughs> took at least they're not on AOL right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys have
2: do you guys not have I have Yahoo address still I just can't I just can't get rid of it I've just had it for so long it's like it's just ingrained in my online I, profile for yeah, better I, for never I
1: never deleted it I think I made an auto responder say like I don't respond oh, here yes. anymore. yeah and and but I think I logged in like two years ago and I had you know hundreds of unread spam emails. It was just yeah. run with spam.
0: Yeah, I still have one, but you know, I also use but because you, you use it to log into like Flickr and Tumblr. Exactly. And like yeah. So, I mean, it's more just your credentials. Yeah, I should log into that. That would be fun. <laughs> I I should set up an auto responder that sends like a link to this podcast with like with autoplay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a new up. kind
1: of spam? Yeah. Wow. Wow, <laughs>
0: download, download podcast spam. People will love it. Yeah, like if if you send something to this, you get a 50 meg file in return. <laughs> That's oh, great. No way to yeah.
1: <laughs> like ever since they set up the autoresponders, our numbers are through the roof. You should try us. Uh Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, I I, uh, I I there actually, you know, I remember there was there was a piece that I forget where it was that was exactly what you were saying, Brandon. That was like the um, actually, you know, no matter what happened, like like you know. Marissa Mayer should to some extent be congratulated because no one else wanted to do this job. Like it was yeah. like the, 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 it was like a, a, a suicide mission from the start. And, you know, I guess the thing with the suicide mission is you might make it, it's not guaranteed death. So you're you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a certain amount of, of, you know, possibility, but it's, it's, it's uh it, there's a lot of valor, if you will, into doing that. And I, and I think, I think that's kind of true, right? Like, and this article went over, and there's another one linked in one of the pieces uh from uh, Vox. they wrote this up recently, and it is a pretty good a pretty good long form history of all the uh the rise and fall of yahoo and and all that stuff but yeah it's just an odd odd company
1: yeah well and 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 the assets that aren't included are you know like you guys said are are still quite substantial. I mean I think Yahoo Japan is the largest website in Japan yeah, yeah. You know, yeah um, they're if they're a uh they're a pivotal customer, if, if I, and a shift <laughs>
0: customer.
2: <laughs> I do yeah. think though but the one lesson it's funny to watch right is like you know because you know sun was another company i was i had a little experience there but kind of went down similar way right and it's just like how defensible these things really are they're a lot less defensible than we think so like google is the geniuses now and self-driving cars which i hope they create i would love to ride in one if someone comes up with a better search like tomorrow uh, or search, you know, you know, like this Alexa, say Alexa um, search through voice, you know, it, it can be so easily displaced and those geniuses look like idiots almost overnight. And if that is something that plays out over and over again in tech, it's just that one idea. And that today it's Zuckerberg and, you know, Google's and they're doing great. But like, Hey, in 10 years, you know, it won't shock me if one of those companies yeah. is worth a fraction of what they are today and they get sold off and they even know it. They even probably are thinking a lot about it, but it is very hard to maintain leadership for a long period of
1: yeah. time. And, and they, they being paranoid and having the money to fight off that sort of stuff, you know, they can hopefully, um, <laughs> for those poor billion dollar companies, you know, multi-billion dollar conglomerates. They, they, you know, they, they can look at what's coming and you know, buy them up, acquire them, you know, obstruct them. However, you know, uh, I mean, well, look, Google can look at uh, you know a Docker and say, well, we're just going to give away Kubernetes. Um, yeah,
0: this is, so, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate this. Someone needs to just send us a billion dollars, and we'll, we'll take care well, of it. I, have, I don't know what's the going carry fee. We'll have a carry fee. What two percent? Two percent annually. Yeah. No problem. I mean we'll yeah. we'll sort that shit out real fast. <laughs> we'll we'll
2: right, go like, 1.5. We'll go 1.5. Just cuz 1.5.
0: We're, we're going to be like the wealth front of Yeah, me.
2: the wealth exactly. We are. <laughs>
0: our 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 carry is like 1%. Let's just go all the way down to 1%. and It'll be fine. We're, we're going to cut we'll only have like one admin each. Right? exactly. <laughs> and then we'll have a pool of like two junior works all the time straight out of college analysts.
1: No, right? no, no. We're going to apply some AI to it. We get oh. natural language processing to just read the halo effect over and over again. Yes. <laughs> that's, that, that, that shit be a, hot. We're gonna, we'll, a go to, we'll go to Wolfram Alpha and say,
0: list distressed assets. <laughs> exactly. Explain <Like> EBITDA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what we'll do. The, the only thing we need to buy other than, uh, um, uh all glass office space and some transportation for ourselves and some suits and and, and you know yeah we we just need we just need 3 uh amazon echoes
1: and then we can just start asking we're
2: we'll ready all. to go
1: yeah. yeah and and then here in australia all i can buy is uh books and, and music <laughs> we'll, we'll be like
0: alexa create powerpoint describing carve out strategy for Citrix. <laughs> Oh, love <laughs> mm. Alexa, then,
1: Alexa, select
0: 10,000 employees to lay off.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, with, with LinkedIn having uh, opened up some of their APIs, you could probably have it like do Can a little do data it? mining on there, find out who was at Citrix, who's in you know positions of power.
2: Yeah, that would be a uh, great product for LinkedIn, like ranking your chances of being laid off like how it, you know, it like analyzes you and is like you related to everybody else and it's like oh you've got a 55 percent and then they could be like time yeah, up
1: to update yeah, your yeah. linkedin profile <laughs> or, or, or or like try to sell you training
0: yeah <laughs> with, your, with your lydia or whatever yeah, yeah and then and you find that you can say alexa give presentation to lps oh you don't have to do anything
1: Gosh,
2: it's perfect. This is—I don't—I cannot see what will go wrong with strategy. The
0: only, the only thing—the only thing standing between us and you, the person with a billion dollars, uh, you know, from success, is giving us the billion dollars. Yeah, I think
1: I also think our unwillingness to relocate to Palo Alto. Oh yeah, yes. no, we don't want to be infected by by the
0: echo chamber of of uh, how we Think. Absolutely not. That's why we're over here in Austin and uh and Sydney. It gives us just a uh, perspective and, and follow Ash. the sun investment stratagemizing.
2: <laughs> Love it. Amen.
1: Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: so before before maybe we uh we wrap up, I, I have a bit of a, a mid roll. I got I you know, through the kindness of of uh of, of someone's heart. I have a discount code for operatability.io. Is that the right way to say that? I don't know how they pronounce that. Sure. Operatability. I've been reading some transcripts of Trump speaking, and I'm worried that it's going to mess with my cadence. Also, like, I I read his transcripts, transcripts and I'm like, I think I kind of sound like that, like how I just repeat stuff over and over again and say, right? Like, I don't talk about how people love me as much. (laughs) You can tell that guy is just like, Thinking, he, his 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 tongue moves faster than his brain does. He, he just he, like spit it out. He, he
1: speaks like I do if I've had like three coffees by accident. You He's know? like Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, Cornholio uh, for president. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and yet Beavis uses it too. <laughs> Anyhow. So, have you been to operability? That seems like the kind of thing you would have been to, Matt.
1: Uh, I'm. Sure I I have not. Uh, I know Chef folks uh, have have been there. So it's. Uh, I think it's a fairly newish conference. Um, I don't know who puts it on.
0: Yeah, well, it's over. It's over in London. It's okay. it's from it's from our buddy. Uh, got high ops. Like that's his Twitter handle, if I remember. And every time I see it, you know, remember that song from Afro Man? Is like I was I was gonna clean up my room, <laughs> but
1: then I got high. <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm sure uh i'm sure some of our london folks have have been there
0: so anyways it's september 19th and 20th and if you use the code cote memo wait a second (laughs) is this the wrong mid-roll Is this the cote memo mid-roll well i it might it might be wrong because what i have written down here is cote memo oio 16. So, I, I need to go check into this. But it All should right. just be, I bet it, oh, because it's Operatability IO. So, it's Cote Memo IO 16. And you can get 10% off. And uh, my coworker Casey West will be there. You can know, go check them out. But if you look at the show notes or you go to Cote.io slash promos, you can get your your discount code. Uh, and once again, I've demonstrated that I am a professional. I bring <laughs> revenue to the podcast. You're huge. I don't know, though. This, 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 give, us, this give us a billion dollars idea, though. I think that's a uh, 1% carry. No problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh,
0: I can't argue with that. A, AI driven PE in the tech sector.
1: Yes. Yeah. Utilizing AP, LinkedIn APIs.
0: Yeah. Machine learning, machine learning. Yeah, We'll and run that stuff on analysis. Google. Analysis. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, any, anything else you guys want to go over before we have our recommendations?
1: Uh, you know, um, I, I, I moved from Austin, uh, to, to Sydney right when ChefConf was going on. Oh yeah. How'd that go? It went really well, really well. We, uh, uh, the, the numbers are in, um, (laughs) uh, we, we had some surveys of, of, uh, uh, various sponsors and stuff. And, um, to a man, they, they all said they, they would sponsor again next year. They were like, you know, very ecstatic nice. about the results and, uh, you know, all the talks are, are online. Um, so that's all up on, on YouTube and, uh, we had, you know, some new product announcements and, um, yeah, it, uh, went really well. And so now I'm, now I'm having to learn how to, to sell it <laughs> 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 and, and catch up on, you know, three days of videos and, and, you know, watching a fair amount of that, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I missed
0: it. Yeah, I, I, I think, that. I think after a year we got to, we'll call up either the Lean pub people or the pragmatic programmers and you should pitch them an idea uh, going into sales. Like That would be a, that would be a good
1: book. Yeah. Well it's, I mean, it's not totally sales cause I'm also going to just hire a sales engineer at some point, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of everything, Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give my first
0: recommendation. So I have been using, I'm going to hold this up, but I'll, uh, just to illustrate, I've been using the Field Notes reporter's notebook, which is, as you can tell, almost as tall as my head, definitely my face. What's your but your beard. Yeah, I mean, I, I really need a haircut. But uh, I think John Dickerson of CBS News and uh, Whistle Stop and the Slate Political Gab Fest, for some reason he got, he got involved in making this. And, and look at this. See, it flips up. Oh, I don't know if that's, what is that? Anyways, it flips up, and, and you can, yeah. If, it flips up, and you can see, you can see like the paper. And what I've discovered is that what you do, let's see, uh, what's this text? Like, it, it, is if you treat it like one big sheet of paper, it's fun. You can like write on this thing, and then when you lay it out, you can look through your notes. But and it also has helpful things like time zones in here, and uh, and it has. I don't
1: see Australia
0: Eastern. Oh, yeah, that's, that's on the other side. Uh, but, and and it, has, it also tells you, it explains like the difference between, uh, let's see, off the record and background and deep background. I mean, it's, it's like reporter stuff, but it's fun. And I, I, um, I like this so much that I thought I would buy three of them because they only printed up 25,000. But I ended up buying three packs of two, so I have six of them. But I'm almost done with this. So, you know, if, if you're one of these people like me who buys more notebooks than they actually use, uh, I highly recommend adding this to your collection. All right, uh, I think I think it's uh, it's pretty useful. It's a, it's a good notebook. How about yourself, Brandon?
2: Well, my first recommendation is um, I just no longer take notes. I find <laughs> that I uh, never actually. Um, it's like, that. I just I just never did. I was like I used to take all these notes and then I would never read them. I would never use them. I would just add like if I forgot I just asked the person. I'm so my recommendation is just stop taking notes. I gave up on Evernote, all of that. I'm just like done with it. So um, but I know there is like a passionate and John Dickerson is the guy that he is like so passionate about how to take notes, even had that notebook made, and I'm always like, gosh. Wish I cared like that guy, but I don't. Write <laughs> it down. So when you're not taking notes, it gives you extra time to watch stuff on Netflix, which is what I've been doing. And I watched uh, Stranger Things, which is uh, kind of like a sci-fi uh, Goonies, like uh, some kids, some crazy stuff happens. or some sci-fi in it. It's, it's only eight episodes, so you can kind of binge it quick or just you know watch it over a week. week. It's uh, real fun. I enjoyed it, so if you're looking for something to uh, waste your summer away, uh, go watch Stranger Things on Netflix.
1: At least eight hours of it, right? Eight (laughs) hours, exactly. At least eight hours. Uh, Well, um, I've I've been looking for things in Australia to recommend, Uh, and luckily, I have an Australian TV show that uh, is picked up on Netflix. Um, maybe next episode I could tell you about the fun of GOIP VPNs. Um, but uh, I'm watching um, some uh, Australian Netflix and then I got the GOIP VPN net stuff working and I watched some American Netflix. And uh, the show has made the transition and they picked it up. It's called uh, Utopia. Uh, it's also called Dreamland. It depends which one you're watching. Uh, but it's kind of like uh, The Office if uh, they were a government agency. And, uh, uh, unlike the American one, there's no romance or anything. It's just, you know, (laughs) it's just painful office humor. Um, very funny. Uh, the first two seasons are on some versions of Netflix. I think you can get in the U S, um, definitely worth watching. Um, that's, uh, my, my recommendation. And then, you know, we've been exploring a lot of uh, Australian foods and, uh, pretty much uh, my kids like the Tim Tams. Um, it's uh kind of cookie. Uh, it, it's better than Vegemite. <laughs> and uh, they've got like, <laughs> well, you know, I, I tried Vegemite once and I'm like, never again. And then, uh, you know, some of the, the kids at school, like, it, you know, my, we're eating them and my daughter's like, what's that? And they gave her one. She's like, it's all right. And I'm like, no, it's foul. But, uh, you know, not, not Vegemite is a pick and Tim Tams is a, is, is a pick. So I think you can pick it up at the uh, world market. Tim Tams. I love, I
0: I, I love, I love, uh, I love words from the, the former and current UK. They just like, they're so cutesy.
1: Uh, Yeah. And the company that makes is like the Keebler of Australia. And so they just have like tons of cookies and crackers and, you know, and uh, we're pretty much trying all of them eventually. (laughs) delicious yes well you know
0: if if that uh if that utopia series is anything like one of your other no <laughs> diaspora then i am going to stay away from that fucking pile of stuff with from it with the 10 foot pole let me just say <laughs> i i am at 75 percent of reading diaspora and that's and where it, you were last time i know i i'm trying Matt ray i've got to finish this monolithic man god that is just like I don't. I, I'm. I don't mean off to be because because obviously there are people who like it. So the author is doing a great job. Who I think is Australian, uh, but it's just it's just not for me. That book okay. is not for me. And and I and I as, as I think I tweeted the other day. I tried listening to the audio version of it, and it was even worse.
1: Yeah, I, I could but, see audio being worse. This is so um,
0: Weird. Anyways, uh,
1: watch Utopia. Uh, you okay. will enjoy it.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and, and, and if you don't i'll
1: just stop recommending things
0: and and you, you know you know how in diaspora they have like the timestamp, which is like this ridiculous like utc universal timestamp mm-hmm. at the beginning of each chapter can you imagine what that's like in the audio version oh my you god you just like read it out loud it's
1: like right? captain's log and then your mind just turns off you yeah, like exactly. i don't care what you say i'm not paying attention are you yeah. oh you're talking now <laughs> yeah that's probably how all of our
0: audience feels every time Every time they listen to this. So <laughs> speaking of that, as always, this has been Software Defined Talk. You can find us at softwaredefinedtalk.com. Uh, you can get the show notes for this episode referring to all the wonderful and not-so-wonderful things that we mentioned at cote.io slash sdt68. And with that, we'll see everyone next time.